Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So I'm really excited for you to meet our guest today. Her name is Amy Pearson. I'm going to tell you all about her in one minute, but I do have to tell you this quick fact and I want to tell you what we're going to talk about and then I just have one announcement for you. So Amy was the first life coach that I think I ever met or knew existed or paid attention to. So if any of my friends or colleagues out there are like, what are you talking about? You've known me for years and I'm a life coach. I'm sorry. But she was somebody who I found on Google actually. And I had just read Martha Beck's book and it somehow in Googling about that led me to her And she was offering an online program. And it was one of the first moments when I saw what was possible. And I saw that you could help people and be online and that there was this whole other world that at the time I didn't even know existed. Because at the time I owned a design company, which was doing fantastic, but it wasn't totally filling my heart. So I just had to tell you that little backstory about our guest today. And we are going to talk about a topic that I think is really important right now. We talk about a number of things on this show, but one of the themes that carries through all the topics is this idea of boundaries and really honoring what it is that we need in the season that we're in and being able to create boundaries in our life around these rhythms and these things. And I think this is so important right now as we're heading into what doesn't feel like quite the same kind of September as usual, I have to say I'm somebody who always has that back to school, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to go to Staples and get binders kind of gal. And I am not feeling that energy this year, are you? I don't know. It just feels so different. I'm not sure when, who's going to school when and what that's going to look like. Uh, you know, the idea of binding buying binders sounds more complicated than fun. Same with back to school clothes. And I also always get that itch, which I do have actually, of just really hunkering down and being able to work myself um, as September hits. And it just feels like maybe that's going to be a little harder this September. So it's interesting. It's an interesting time. And I'm hoping that the topic that we talk about today will help if you're struggling a little bit right now with all of this. Now, if you're struggling a little bit with all of this, I also have something really important and special that I want to share. So I am hosting a planathon. It's coming up on the 24th, starting on the 24th. And what my plan is, is that for five days, for one week, we are going to spend 20 minutes a day together. And I'm going to give you all the pieces you need, all the things that you need to be thinking about in order to make a plan for your fall. One that feels in control, where some things are predictable, where you're really excited about some of the things that you're working toward, where meals feel like they're going to come together in the way that you envision. And we're going to work together to make this a possibility during our week together. And I feel like it is such an important year to do this. And I I really feel like we're in this moment where we have to seize the opportunity. I myself had to walk my talk a little bit last week. I was feeling a little discombobulated of the fact that I didn't understand what was happening when. And just, I think I was feeling the morning, the sadness of not feeling that like back to school September feeling, which I usually feel so strongly at this time of year. I usually feel it so strongly that I have to sort of suppress it so I can stay enjoying summer. And I was, I was having this moment where I was like, what's going on? And that caused me to feel overwhelmed. And I realized that I just, there was no, no, no givens. I feel like after summer, usually I'm like, oh, okay, now, now I've loved this freedom. And now we get back to this routine. And there's something that feels really good about that in September. And I was just having this moment where I was like, there's no routine. So I went back to my own process, to what I know to do, which is to make a plan. And In doing that, 
I really wanted to ask myself, you know, some key questions about my work and how I really want to serve you all and what that can look like if everyone's home. And I really needed to look at time. I needed to look at the days. I needed to look at this list of things that I really want to do and see, you know, what really needs to happen. Like, you know, I run this program and I send everybody a planner and we're almost out of planners. So a planner needs to happen. But do I really need to get good at that LinkedIn strategy right now? No. So I really, you know, I went in and I made some choices and I figured out what needs to happen in terms of work and that felt really good. And then I knew that the dependency, like the depending on schools to tell me what was going on, that was not feeling really good. So I needed to figure out like where where did I need to make improvements? Where could I do something no matter what happened? And one of those was with my older kids to really understand, you know, if school really doesn't come through, what could I do instead? Like, what are some of the other options? Like, what are my options? Because I wasn't feeling like I had any. And that feeling of not having options was really stressing me out. And when I started Googling, I found there are lots of options. And I started making lists of ones that might be appropriate if I couldn't figure this all, if, you know, if school didn't figure this all out or didn't figure it out in a way that I thought was going to support my kids. And the other thing that I realized was our house isn't really set up for this. And that was stressing me out, right? So not everybody has a chair that's comfortable to sit in and you know, it's hard for me to do my work when everyone's on a Zoom call and I don't like where I'm sitting in the background when I'm talking to people. And it seems like silly, petty things, but I realized that they were adding up and that I could just spend some time really making our space, which just isn't that big as one of the things. So I needed to think about each corner and really understand how we could use it if we're all home. And you might think, well, why didn't you do that last spring? Well, last spring we were just kind of in survival mode. It was okay, you know, but my daughter spent a lot of her time doing schoolwork from her bed because she, you know, it was made and there was a cool backdrop and all that, but that's not very ergonomic. That doesn't really make sense for a full real day. So I wanted to make sure that, that that's a little bit different. So I made a plan for what that could look like and how we could make that happen in the next couple of weeks and what I need to move around and what I need to clean out and what I need to find. And that felt really, really good. And so I want the same for all of us. And when I was doing the research about school, the, this is I came across this conversation, and this is really why I'm telling you this story. So I was just looking for different ideas for the homeschooling piece. And there seems to be a lot of information about homeschooling smaller children, but I was having a hard time fo following stuff about finding stuff about high school age kids. So I'm looking around and I see this conversation, I think I was on Facebook, between two moms. And one mom had posted, you know, that she was just really bummed, that it, this didn't feel like a good thing, that she couldn't believe that her kids were going to be home again, that she was just really wishing this would all end. And another really kind, well-meaning mom chimed in and she was a homeschooler and she had a whole bunch of resources for this woman. So she literally put in like 25 links to different places where this gal who was struggling could go look and find resources. Whole thing was very well-meaning and it kept going and going and more people chimed in with more resource, resources. And finally, this woman who was the one struggling chimed in and said, you know, you, you all like, it's great. I'm so happy you have so many resources, but you know, a few years ago when my daughter was going to be in first grade, we actually weighed all the options. We even thought about homeschool. But in the end, after careful deliberation, we decided that like my daughter was really going to thrive in school and that we really liked the idea that she would be there. And I liked it for her and for her learning style and needing to be with friends. And I liked it for my work and all the different things. And we chose not to do it. And you all chose to do it. And that is what's going on right now. And this really struck me for some reason, because I got to thinking that, yes, of course, none of us chose to be in a global pandemic, right? And sometimes we're just dealt things. We're dealt things that may not be perfect or that may not feel so great. And, you know, a lot of us are being dealt cards that just don't, they're not the things that we would have chosen right now. And one of the things that I was really thinking about is, yes, but if planning, if all planning is, is choosing in advance, then 
what we have to do when we get a new set of circumstances is we have to choose what we want to do within those circumstances. So yes, none of us really want all of our children to be learning from home, or many of us don't want all of our children to be learning from home. And if that's the reality, then we do have this whole set of choices that we can pick from and that we can make work depending on what our priorities are and how we want to feel and what we want life to be like. And we forget that. And we get really annoyed and upset at the world and what's happening around us. And we forget that there's still, there's always choices. There's always little choices. And that's all planning is. So I want us all to take a pause. This was a really long story of me telling you why I'm doing what I'm doing in the coming weeks. I want us to all take a pause and I want us to start choosing the things that we can choose in the current circumstances that feel really good and start to take ownership for what we can choose within our circumstances. And that is why I'm hosting this planathon. That is why my wish is that you show up for this planathon and that we spend 20 minutes a day for five days and we really draw up a blueprint for your fall, one that feels really good with what you have to work with. And we're going to look at your, you know, if the kids are home, we'll look at that piece. If you're trying to get work done, we'll look at that piece. If it's the house and the meals that are driving you crazy, we're going to look at that piece. And we're going to figure out how to put all these things together into some sort of blueprint that feels really good and really actionable and one that gets you excited again about this fall. Does that sound fun? All right. I am so excited because I was not excited about the fall just a little bit ago, but I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for as many women as possible to join. So if you have friends, if you have, you know, the parents in your kid's class, whoever it is, if you can think of women who would love to do this work and pretty much any woman with kids who's trying to get a bunch of stuff, I think would love to do this. So please help me share it. Um, the other advantage of sharing besides the fact that I will most likely give prizes to people who share a lot. So keep in mind who you've shared with is that it gives you accountability. Um, if you do this with a friend, if you do this with a group um, of girlfriends or, or a class, then you are getting yourself some accountability to really follow through on what you say you want to do on the plan that you make. So if you can think of some people, please help me share it. And the way to, for you to sign up, the way for you to share it is to go to plansimple.com slash planathon, plansimple.com slash planathon. And... I will see you there. We're just going to have it in a couple of weeks. There'll be another podcast before then. Um, but I'm super excited to deliver this content. I'm super excited for all of us to go into the fall with some sort of plan that really makes us feel good about what's happening and brings back that feeling that maybe we're missing a little bit right now as we head into September. Again, if you missed that link, just go to the show notes and find it. Um, and you can just click on it straight from there and grab your seat. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the amazing Amy. So Amy is the founder of a company called Being Amy, and she is a master life coach. She's a coach, mentor, and instructor for Martha Beck's life coach training. She's a teacher, a writer, a speaker. You'll hear a little bit about the book she's writing in this episode. And this is the thing that really makes me love her. She is a formal appro approval addict. Uh, and she definitely admits with an occasional relapse, and she is now addicted to success. Her mission is nothing short of world peace and empowering every woman on a mission to magnify their tribe and make an epic impact doing their own unique thing in the world. Based on years of research into what she calls approval addiction, Amy has created a personality assessment called the Approval Quiz, and we will link to that in the show notes as well. I highly recommend you go take it. And I've been hearing actually this concept a lot lately, um, especially when we're in this world where we're waiting for a lot of things to move forward. I think our approval addiction like antennas seem to be very like in on alert right now um, because we don't want to mess up. We want to do every, this all right right now, and it's hard to know what right is. So go check out Amy. 
come to the Planathon. We've got you taken care of. But with no further ado, let's get Amy on the show. Hey, Amy, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, Mia. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to finally dive in with you. It's funny because I feel like we've, I'm like in air quotes here that no one can see me, but I feel like we've known each other for so long, like online. And then like our worlds always feel like they're intertwined somehow, but somehow you've never been on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I, I actually like going back, I feel like maybe you were one of the first people who I was like, oh my gosh, I like that there's coaches. And I think I found you because mm-hmm. like through the Google, because I had just read Martha Beck's book and somehow I Googled her and you came up and I was like, oh my God, people do this. And this is how they make a living. I mean, this was like 10 years ago <laughs> or oh, some funny. amount, like it must've been like right when you were starting. That's so funny because I always wonder how I get connected with people, especially my online friends. I was yeah. going to <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? So funny. Yeah. I think that's what this, how the story goes. And you were sort of, I think you were just recently starting and I had, didn't even know one could do this. I was still a designer. Well, that's cool that you Googled me and found and Googled Martha Beck and found me. I know, right? Try for those kinds of. <laughs> I know, I know. I think it was you and our, our newly named friend, Catherine Norris. I think those oh, are the people who I found. Um, okay. So let's dive in a little bit. So first of all, tell everyone like what it is you're balancing, your work, how many kids do you have, like where are you in the world? Just to give us a little backdrop to who oh is. Oh my goodness. Well, so I am a, I am a serial entrepreneur <laughs> and um, I, I, right now I run a business called Being Amy and um, that is my life coaching practice, but um, I also do a lot of writing. Just in general about my life, I like to share vulnerability bloopers, which um, is a a term I called for just telling the truth um, about things that that go wrong, (laughs) mishaps in my life, usually because I'm trying to avoid being vulnerable. But um, I live in Southern Oregon with three kids and my husband who works part-time out of town, which adds a layer a layer of complication because it feels like half the week I'm single mothering. Um, and my kids are 12, I have 12 year old twins and I have a nine year old. And then I also, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a couple cats, I have a dog, um, we're getting chickens. Ooh, I, have, um, I have my own uh, vegetable garden. One of the reasons we moved to Southern Oregon was so I could have more space and more sunshine so that I could do more gardening, so. So fun, oh my gosh. Oh, and I'm also writing a book. So I'm working on a memoir. I've been working on that for, feels like I'm so bad with time, but I feel like it's gotta be like over three years or maybe even four years that I've been working on this memoir. But but that has been a process and it's been a labor of love and it's um, amounting to a pretty darn good book if I say so myself. Yay. Well, we'll have to get you back on when it comes out and we can yeah. tell everybody about it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's a lot going on. So let's talk a little bit. It's interesting because actually when we're recording this podcast, <laughs> I've had somewhat of an early morning where I woke up and uh, did my morning little thing. And then somehow I took the kids to play tennis before it got hot at, you know, a little before seven. And here we are at 8am my time, but it's 5am your time. So I feel like that means that you must really seize the day. Let's, can we talk a little bit about, (laughs) about just, well, let's talk a little bit about mornings. Yeah. Well, um, I think I am naturally a morning person. I think I do. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a super early person. I think that I got trained to be a morning person when the, when I had babies and, you know, twins um, and, 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 you know, having a business, I, I just kind of got trained to get up early and try to get things done and have my own quiet time before everybody else woke up. And um, so I just kind of, I've continued to, to do that. Although, um, you know, and, and I, I, I made it, like my morning uh, wake up time around 4 a.m. But wow. I think, um, but what what would that would ha- what, what that would mean was that I'd have to take a nap um, in the day because I couldn't really function through the day unless I actually had a nap. And so I'm trying to balance that out and see what is an optimal time for me to be getting up in the morning. I think it's closer to maybe 5:30. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I do get up early. Um, I do like to have space before everybody gets up. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty quiet person. I like a lot of quiet. I'm pretty introverted. I like my space. 
um, I need to have that quiet time. So I get up, I do, um, I do some meditating. I do, uh, I try to exercise. Although now we've got a new dog in the family who likes to go to the, who likes to go on walks. So I do an hour of walk or it's just some kind of exercise or movement. And then, um, Sometimes I journal. If I'm really, if I'm in a, a bad space, emotion, I bad space, but if I'm kind of like, if there's something going on with me emotionally, then I like to set time to do some journaling and self-coaching. Um, and so, yeah, that's usually my morning. And then after I have that time, um, if it's a school, if, if kids are going to school, then <laughs> I know, right? The big if. <laughs> right? Like there's always stuff. So yeah, but I yeah. like to I love that. And, and I mean, I feel like I get this question a lot because I do something very similar and I am very similar and that mm -hmm. I'm an introvert and just mm -hmm. like need that quiet. And especially as we're coming out of this time when everyone's been home, you know, all together, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I'm like, okay, where are those quiet moments? Like, mm -hmm. where are they? Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because I also think that when we lead by example, like, you know, sometimes people follow along. So, you know, mid yeah. quarantine, my son started waking up early so he could meditate. And I was like, so cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> and where's my time? So um, I, it's interesting how we need to find that time, we, you know, and we need to make it happen. Have you always been a morning person or like, was that something that you needed to learn to do? Well, I think the babies trained me, yeah. but um, I do think that I am someone who can get up. I'm not I'm not someone who stays, likes to stay up late. I have a 12 year old daughter who's a night owl and um, she just, you can see, you know, she just, she gravitates towards staying up late and getting up late. Um, but that's not my rhythm. That's not my natural rhythm. Although I would say probably I, I'm a, like I'd get up around seven maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. So I, I do do it on purpose. I, I have to make sure though that I get a good night's sleep. Um, so I'm, I try to get to bed by, you know, 10 at the latest yep. so that I can get that sleep. Cause the sleep for me is just really, um, it's, it's a deal killer. I have to have it. Yeah. Well, I, I think we all should. <laughs> so that's yes. good. <laughs> Otherwise I just get so, I don't know if I can say this, but I get so bitchy. Yeah. You know? it, no, you can say that. I get very impatient. <laughs> I get very, I get very, um, uh, super bossy, you know, and yeah. controlling when I'm tired. It's just, yeah. it's not the best me. All right. So let's go in a little bit. So I think one of the reasons when I, where I was like, okay, it's finally time that we have to get Amy on the show mm -hmm. was because you were talking a lot about how to get all the things done. So now everyone's heard all the things that you do, right? right. Like you have a garden, you're, yeah. you're exercising, you have three kids, you're writing a book, you're running a business, like all yeah. these things. So Tell us a little bit about that, like how you focus, like how you get what you say you want to do done, even though yeah. there's, there's so many different kinds of things. Cause I think that's, that's hard for all women who are just balancing the things that have very different energy, right? Like yeah. parenting is different energy than sitting down and writing a book and, you know, yes. gardening is different energy than, you know, running a life coaching business. And yet all of them are things that you've decided to fit in. So can we talk yeah. a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, it's amazing. I do get a lot of things done. <laughs> I, I think I need to um, acknowledge that sometimes, you know, I, I am a natural doer. Um, but what I have found, there are things that I do um, that really help me. One is that um, I'm, I'm super into time management. And I think that's fun. That word, that phrase is funny because it's like, it just is such a like, um, you just, I just picture a lot of books with white men on them. <laughs> I know, I know. I've been looking for a better word because it's pretty much what we talk about here. But like, I'm like, what is the word? There's right? not a better one. Maybe we'll invent it. Yeah. Well, let me know. I'll okay. use your word. Um, but I, I've gotten really interested, kind of fascinated about that because I think I am a person who bends time. You know, I feel like I am someone who can get stuff done. Mm -hmm. um, but I, it wasn't up, it was, it wasn't until I started to really get fascinated with time management strategy that I, I started to really see the power of that. And, um, so that has been, uh, pretty, it's been a, it's pretty, pretty mind blowing how, how much that helps me. And I, um, so I, I do, um, use that and I, I teach that, 
Um, and I teach it to my clients. And I think it's a really wonderful way um, to learn about yourself because, right, coaching is all about sort of learning about yourself and working with yourself. And so uh, now that I've um, now that I've incorporated time, these time management strategies into my world, I really feel like I'm able to use time as a gift. It's sort of like I love to think about my past self, my present self, and my future self, and how um, I'm when I'm doing time management and I'm working with time management. It's like I'm I'm giving my my present self is able to give my future self a gift because every time I decide I want to work on something and use my time in a certain way it's a gift to my future self and what she wants. So I love to think of, I love time management strategy, just the nuts and bolts of that. But I also think um, one of the things that helps me is that I'm just really nice to myself in my head. You know, I'm just, the way that I talk to myself, um, I'm, I am my greatest mentor. You know, it's like I, inside my mind, I've been able to replace that voice, right, of the inner critic, which we, we're all familiar with that voice. And I think culturally, sometimes we think that we just kind of have to live that way with this really harsh voice inside our head. But I've, I've been able to replace that voice for the most part with the, the voice, what I call the inner mentor. And when you have the voice of the inner mentor going on in your head, sort of like she's there to kind of help you to um, be kind to yourself with setbacks and um, to, to course correct and problem solve and, and just keep going. So I, I would say one is an outer strategy and that is my time management. Um, and then the inner strategy is to work with um, the voice of the inner mentor who just is, helps me. I love that because I think that sometimes, and I want to go back to that time management a little, cause I would love yeah. to know what one of your favorite strategies is, but um one of the things that I find, you know, in working with clients myself on this is that like sometimes we're so, we're, we're like so mean to ourselves about the fact that we didn't do the time, you know, yeah. management. And then that those thoughts, those mean thoughts that we have about not getting something done or not getting it done in the time that we wanted or whatever, um, or just the fact that we, you know, a lot of times maybe we have to, you know, cancel something or change something around because a virus hits our country or mm -hmm. our kids need us, you know? And so we're, we're always sort of changing and morphing. And I just feel like that mean voice can, can really cause so much more damage when all it is, is like, Oh, I changed, you know, it could just be like, I changed and now I'm going to go do this thing. And then I'm going to come back to this thing. If it still serves my future self. And yeah, and so well, if you up. think about like, is someone talking like a lot of times we would never talk to a stranger on the street the way we talk to ourselves in our yeah, own mind. so crazy. It's crazy. And if you think about like someone talking to you that way, if you had someone talking to you that way, like how would you respond? <laughs> you know, it's like you wouldn't want to do what that person says. Like I know I wouldn't. Um, in fact, I would do the opposite of what that person says. So I just really don't, I, I just, I'm a very practical person. Like I'm not doing it. Honestly, you know, I'm not doing it because someone told me to or someone says it's great. It's like, I'm doing it because it works. And, yeah. um, you know, when I'm nice to myself, when I can mentor myself, I just get more stuff done. You know, I, I just am happier. I'm healthier. I'm, I'm doing more. Um, it just works. And it, so for somebody who's listening, who's like, oh, my God, like that mean voice is never going away. She's been mm -hmm. there for like 15 years. Like what's one little trick that you can use? when you're so, starting to hear that voice? I mean, this is, for me, what has, and this really came from my work on my book, my memoir. It's like, um, the, the title of the memoir is Forgiving Amy. And um, I, love I, that. I have really learned, you know, in writing the memoir, I've, I've been writing about things that I have done, some, you know, misguided choices, um, mistakes, uh, just really, really bad stuff and um what i have learned through just being willing to write my stories and look back at that past self and provide her with understanding and compassion is that um the 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 one thing is is forgiveness is being willing to forgive yourself and and what underneath all of that is the idea that we were all put on this earth as just human beings, you know, and there's no one that can say you are worthy or you are not worthy. And we as babies, like, you know, if you look at a baby, I mean, they're adorable, but they are just, they're capable of all of it, right? Like they, 
have fits and they they even i know this is gross but they if you leave them alone at a certain age they will eat their own poop so i mean they're bad they can do some bad stuff um they can be violent <laughs> you know and they can also be like they carry it all this wonderful um wonderful just you know lighting up a room with their smile and so they're a great example of how we contain the shadow and the light we were put on this earth this way this is really how we learn this is how we grow and so i think as adults we've we've really picked up on this misguided idea that we're just supposed to do everything right the first time and you know for me what has been crucial in being able to replace the voice of the critic with the voice of the mentor is just being willing to be a human being, you know? And if I make a mistake, if I do something wrong, um, if I'm thinking about past choices, I just offer myself forgiveness knowing that I am meant to be an integrated person every time I deny or shame myself. It's like I'm pushing parts of myself away, which causes fragmentation. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's really about being willing to see myself as an actual human being. Um, and human beings are, are not perfect. And so that's how, I've been willing, or I've been able to, um, to, to have a voice inside my head that is more of a mentor. I love that. Um, that's great. And I feel like that gives everybody, I love the idea that, you know, we would never put up with, like, I always think of a boss, like, so for an entrepreneur, anyone listening who's an entrepreneur and technically your own boss, like some of the things that we say to ourselves, like we would literally quit our job a week later, yeah. right? Like we would be complaining and we would never show up right. again because it would be so demeaning. Yeah. And then um, we wonder why we constantly want to keep eating that box of, you know, yeah. Oreos or, you know, we want to watch Netflix all day. I mean, it's like, hell, we don't want to listen to that violent, rude, um, you voice. know, voice. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, it's interesting. Cause, um, it's almost like, well, well, yeah, we should be complaining about it. Or just like we would be complaining about the voice. I love that. Well, I'm setting lots of brown boundaries in my head because you know, stuff comes in and I'm like, yeah. uh, no, nah, <laughs> we don't yeah. talk to ourselves this way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. All right. So Look, can we go back just one second to time management? Because I feel like we threw out that term and, you know, said it was masculine and whatnot. So what are, like, <laughs> what are some of your favorite time management strategies or what is one of your favorite time management strategy that feels like, yeah. feels really good and doesn't feel like one maybe might have imagined the idea of time management is? No. Okay. So this is real. Okay. So this, so, you know, I have a lot, I am, um, I am someone who is good at starting things. <laughs> And I'm also, um, I've never been diagnosed, but I have a feeling that I probably have some kind of adult, you know, like, um, uh, what is it? Like focus issue. Yeah. What, uh, I, call, I call it creativity, but it's okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I have super high hyper-focus. It's kind of like a, that's one of the reasons I can get stuff done. But yeah, I'm easily distracted and I have a lot of ideas and, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a professional hobbyist. So, you know, I have a complicated relationship with time. Um, but one of the things that really works for me when I'm wanting to get bigger projects done, like a book, which mm -hmm. isn't instant gratification. I mean, half the time you just don't know what's going to happen to it or any, if anyone else is going to ever read it, right. um, is to keep going and to, to, to finish these bigger projects. Like for me as an entrepreneur, it's like launching a program. Um, just there's all kinds of things that require a lot of moving parts and a lot of consistency in showing up. And so the way that I think about time is that um, you know, there's this, uh, I, I can't remember where I first heard about this um, idea of when you have a, say you have a glass and you wanna, you have like these rocks and you have this gravel and you have this sand. Oh, that's and how our whole planner is built on that premise. I love okay, that this so is the story you you're coming up with. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I'm very focused on the big rocks and putting yeah. those in first. And so I even think of my time chunks as here are my big rocks, here are my, here are my small rocks and here are my, here's my sand. And so um, when I'm thinking about to-do lists, which I hate, like I, I just, I really loathe to-do lists. So, um, because it seems like you're always going back and looking at them and it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't get that done and I didn't get that done. And it's like every day you just feel like crap. And so what I do is I, I, I like to take everything and, and just once a week, just brain dump everything and then put it into my calendar. And I, I just make time for the big rocks first. Um, and I make sure that I have time for me because I get burnt out really easily. And I just know this about myself. So I have to make sure that I get the naps in and I get the exercise and I get the me time. 
Um, and so I put that stuff in the calendar and then I go for, you know, what I would consider maybe the, the um, gravel, which are smaller. I put those in where I can and then the sand, you know, the sand is usually time for me to just run errands. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I just, I spend the week, I spend one day looking at that and then it's, it's very gratifying because I feel like when I put it in the calendar, it's like I can cross it off because it's as good as done. And then, you know, cause I like, I'm a real, I'm a fan of crossing things off. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like I get a double hit because I get to put it in my calendar, which is as good as done. And then I get to do it, which then um, is, it's actually done. So it makes me feel really super happy. Well, like literally you just explained the flow planning process and oh. I didn't even pay her to do this. So anyway, <laughs> but what's so interesting, but, but what I want to point out to everyone listening that I think is really important that gets overlooked is somewhere, I don't even know where it came from, but like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a very woman thing to create these long to-do lists. Like, I don't think men do that like that, you know, and we create yeah. these long to-do lists. And one of the problems that I have with to-do lists, um, and because sometimes when people have big things, I actually recommend breaking them down as much as mm -hmm. possible. But that piece of putting it into time, mm -hmm. I think is something we forget to do. And then yes. these like amorphous lists, yeah. like we don't even know if they can be done in a week or a month or a year, you know, because we haven't yeah. actually thought like, okay, this I'm going to have take a half hour and this I'm going to yes. do two hours. And so we, we, we make all these, it's like sort of how we create this meanness in our head because we're in yes. such vagueness. Well, and I also think too, that there are things that we just think we're bad at, but yeah. in re the reality is that we just don't make time for it, you know, yeah. and an example of that for me would be finances. It's like, yes. I used to think, oh, I'm so bad with money. No, it's just that you've got so much shame around it that you never make time to look at it. And because you yeah. don't make time to look at it, then it just all piles up and gets really complicated and overwhelming. And so for me, um, one of the things that I do is like every Friday, it's an hour to, it's ideally two hours that I'll sit down, I'll do my budgets, I'll look at, I'll look at money stuff, you know, I'll read papers that are really boring about taxes. And I just, I just do that. And so the mean voices don't get a chance to come in because I'm sort of on top of it. So. Yeah. I love that. All right. So I don't want to keep you on here all day. Um, so, but I would love to talk on the topic of, I feel like what, so I feel like it's interesting because I feel like the theme here is just what we've decided is so absolute, like how we do things. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you've really shown or the world or me at least is mm -hmm. that you can really come in and out of work. And I think it's one of the hardest things that women deal with and probably something that's really top of mind right now after, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people have had to be home with their kids for a yeah. long time as this is going live. So Tell us a little bit about that because you took some, I mean, you, you went all in in entrepreneurship and then you, you know, you have three kids, obviously I can't even imagine having twins. I have three kids, but you know, mm -hmm. they were all two years apart. Mm -hmm. um, and then you pull back and I feel like you, you pull back and you go in and you have like a really, really, it's really interesting to watch you do that as an observer yeah. for the last 10 years. So we talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, yeah, I have to watch myself because I, I get, go through, um, different time cycles, I should say, energy cycles where um, I get, I have some, some major energy and, and I get really, really excited and then I just put everything into it. Um, and then I get really tired <laughs> and I'll, I'll do a lot of those ups and downs. And, um, and I'm, one of the things that ha helped me is actually um, you know, it, I can't remember, I think it was back in 2017, I was um, doing, you know, for, if you saw me and you, you know, at, externally, I looked like, you know, I was crushing it in business, I was doing multiple six figures, and um, I, I just had lots of great mojo, you know, and, um, but the problem was that I was, um, I was, I was working as an entrepreneur because I, I wanted to have my, set my own schedule and have that freedom, but I didn't feel very free. I, I, yeah. I would get calls from school and, you know, I'd be working with a client or I'd have a group and I, I just couldn't, you know, it was just a, I had to like manage, um, all of the household, you know, and it was just, it was a lot and I got really burnt out and, um, you know, I wasn't managing my, managing my energy 
And so I went away and um, kind of left my business for a while. Um, I did write, but, um, and I, I worked on my book, but I, I went away and I wasn't really sure, you know, if I wanted to keep going. And then that break really helped me because um, that was when I did a lot of writing and reflecting, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I got a lot of new ideas and I decided I wanted to get back into my work, but approach it differently. And, you know, one of the things I learned was that I really have to be careful about how I manage my energy, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, um, so that has been, um, that's been really great, you know, for me to learn that. And so now that I'm back, I really feel like it, it's really been since September of this year or last year. Um, I've just been really careful about that. And when I do, man you know, set my schedule, I have to plan time for me to rest. I can't work the way I want to, um, especially if I have projects. I really like to work and I really want to keep working, but I really have to set boundaries and, and create that space for myself, even though I'm not that great at that. I just know. So, um, so that's, you know, that's one of the things I, I just, it's about, it's my personality. But and, I hear this like all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I would say in our yeah. group, I would say I hear that from 50% of the women, like, yeah. especially the entrepreneurs that yeah. like, it's hard to set boundaries. It's hard to get all the work done and like still have dinner and, um, so, so have you, so it's been almost a year. So have, mm -hmm. and have you started to prove to yourself that the work can be more efficient? Like, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I really have gotten serious about managing my schedule. I think before I didn't have the time management, um, practices that I do now. And I think coming back into it now, it's like, um, I'm just getting so much more done you know, um, because of the big rocks and the small rocks and the flow method that you talk about that I'm using, um, it really has helped me to get so much more done. But the other thing too, is I, I have, um, I try not to do as much as I did before. I really right. think that before I, I did, I just didn't trust that I could um, achieve what I wanted. Um, doing, you know, the kind of hours that I want to do. I mean, I was working part-time then, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like it was all just so much more chaotic and crazy. And I did have a lot of people who are helping me. I was paying a lot of people. Um, but now, you know, I just feel like I've, I'm so much smarter about what I try to do. And um, I, I'm very focused on maintaining the hours that I set. Um, so, you know, and I really do feel like it's that, um, the, the, the self-mentoring and um, being willing to course correct and, and learn, um, but also just uh, honoring the time that I set. And it's not always perfect, you know, especially now that summer's going on and kids are here and I have to drive them places, you know, and um, it's not always perfect, but I'm learning, you know, okay, what works? Oh, okay. And then I'm, I'm adjusting. Can you talk a little bit about that, that honoring piece? Cause I feel like that's full circle of where the mean girl can fully come in or yeah. just, it gets really uncomfortable. And I think that we want, because we want the freedom piece, I think somewhere along the lines, we learned that freedom might be always comfortable. Um, yeah, and so, so we don't, like, we don't adhere to that boundary. Like we'd say like, okay, I'm just going to be done with work by two or three or whatever it is. But then yeah then that feels hard in the moment. So then we decided that we need to keep going for some reason. And I feel like that's what leads exactly to what you said. And I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that, you know, not, a, not everything is pleasant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of discomfort. If you're an entrepreneur, especially, it's like, hello, you know, <laughs> that's what you, know, you signed up for. If you're expecting this to be comfortable, yeah. Um, then you're in the wrong line of work. I'm just going to yeah. tell you now. Um, and I think it's just this, this acceptance that, you know, if you want to, um, to reach those places that your future self, you know, of your future self, then you have to be willing to be uncomfortable, whether that's setting boundaries, um, you know, saying you're going to do something and actually doing it, sitting in a chair when, that project that you are super excited about um, starts to get tedious or, you know, you have to do things that are out of your zone of comfort. But it's also, I think about, you know, just uh, honoring that you as a person, as a human being have needs 
and you need to meet those needs in order to continue to recharge. Right. I've learned that about eating, you know, it's like, I really have to eat. It's not that I, you know, um, I want to eat certain things, but it's like, I have to fuel, you know, I really do because um, otherwise I just, I'm tired and I'm grumpy. It's like the sleep thing, you know, it's like, I just, I know that I have to take care of myself in a certain way in order for me to show up and be able to do what I want to do. And that means that sometimes it's like, oh, I got to eat this boring salad, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't expect everything I'd like it to be, but I, I know realistically that not everything is always going to be super, um, comfortable, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay with that discomfort. Yeah. Um, I love that. And sometimes the salad, then you figure out how to make it not boring. I just have to pitch. Yeah, you're <laughs> I need to. <laughs> we'll get you some non, non-boring salads. Yeah. Um, well, Amy, thank you so much for your time. Will you tell everybody how they can find you? Yeah. Um, I'm over at beingamytheblog.com. And, um, you know, one of the things we didn't talk about is that I'm also a recovering approval addict. Oh yeah. I don't even know how we didn't go there. Cause that's like the whole no, gist of it, okay. but I feel like we touched on all the pieces. <laughs> so many fun things to talk about. Um, and that's really how I got my start in my coaching, but, um, I have created a personality quiz. It's called the approval quiz and you can find out, um, what your approval seeking personality type is, because I think we all, have one and it shows up differently depending on the person. So if you're one of those people who likes personality inventories, I'm pretty proud of this quiz. I've had it now for years, but it's over at approvalquiz.com. So you could take that. Cool. And I don't think that we didn't really go into it because for me, at least like that boundary issue and like the mean girl, that's just me trying to like give myself approval based on somebody else's like, you know, idea of who I should be. Right. Like that's me wanting approval for working 40 hours a week or whatever, which doesn't fit into the current situation so well. So I feel like we did talk about it. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah, no, it's it's like the mentor is all about being able to approve of yourself versus. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah, I love it. Do you have any final thing that you want to share with everybody? Um, you know, we're all here for a reason, you know? And I think that there's no one right back to that baby. It's like, no one would ever say, oh, that baby is not worthy. You know, we are all worthy. And I think it is your decision. It is your choice. Um, and, and, And I think a lot of times we hide behind just this idea that, oh, we're not good enough for what, what, what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too long we've been shamed for wanting things. And I really do believe that what you want is um, really the, um, is what I think Brooke Castillo said, it's the um, blueprint or it's the directions to your destiny. So, um, you know, start being okay with, with wanting what you want and decide that you are worthy and then stop hiding, you know, behind this idea that somehow you're not and start yeah. getting uncomfortable. Yeah. I love that. We all Thank need you. that. We all need you and your special sauce. Yeah. We need you to get uncomfortable and set those yeah. boundaries. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much, Amy. It was so good to have you here. Thank you. I loved it. Thanks so much for having me. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so that you can put what you've heard into action. I really do believe that action is where real change happens. And the cool thing about action is it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can just be little because the little things truly do add up. And to me, the little things is just a way that we make any change doable. So at the end of every episode, I always choose three doable changes from my conversation with our guest. And today, We chose three and it was so fun to talk to Amy because some of the stuff she brought up, I kept thinking like, oh my gosh, I really didn't pay her to share this. Um, But some of the changes that we pulled from this episode will really resonate with you if you've been listening to this podcast and learning about the flow planning method for some time now. Okay. So doable change number one, know your own rhythms. Okay. Your rhythms, not the world's rhythms, not the way somebody else tells you you should be doing something, but your rhythms. And it is such a good time right now to do this because so many of the rhythms that were built into systems that we were kind of defined by are up in the air, right? By the pandemic, like a lot has been 
a lot has been disrupted right now. And so it's a really good time to look at your own rhythms. And with Amy, I talked, we spoke a lot about the bedtime rhythm because I was intrigued by her morning. So start paying attention to what your body wants. When do you want rest? When does your body want to go to bed? What happens if you honor that instead of resisting it? If it wants to go to bed earlier or later and you want to do some work at night, play with the different waking times in the morning and see how they each feel to you, to your body. Not because you think you want to wake up at 5 a.m., but because you're listening to when your body is ready to wake up. I love this one and it's something that I actually will be playing with for sure as we change the season and I believe that this is something that you can always focus on in a change of season. Number two, schedule your big rocks first. Your big rocks are the most important things. This is part of one of those examples that you've probably heard a lot about here. They are the most important things that really move your life and your goals forward. And often they're the things that we don't have the space for, but no longer, because especially if you pick this as your doable change, what you're going to do is you're going to schedule them in first. And if you hang around here long enough, you will too. Don't worry. And then only then do you schedule the smaller things. You schedule what we call the pebbles and the sand. And these are the appointments. These can sometimes be meaningful things, a doctor's appointment, that you're driving your kids somewhere, that you're making dinner if that's not part of one of your big goals. And they're the things that are going to happen no matter what. Now, any of the things that I talk about could be a big rock or a pebble, depending on where you are in your life with that given thing. But the point is, is you're putting the important things first. You're planning for them first. And that is one of those doable changes that I definitely want everyone to try at some point. Okay, number three, practice with an internal mentor. So start by noticing the voice inside your head. Try switching it to a kinder voice, one that you might use with somebody else. When you start to hear the critic voice, see if you can stop, accept yourself as human, and forgive yourself for any mistakes. Then try speaking to yourself kindly. This is a work in progress and starts by stopping that critical voice when you first start hearing it. I love this strategy. I love the way that Amy talks us through this. I feel like we've had a couple other people um, really hint at this concept on the podcast, but the way she explains it is so crystal clear. So if you've never done any of this type of work and you're constantly listening to that mean voice in your head, I hugely recommend this as a doable change that you try out um, as soon as possible because it is a good one. And again, just always remembering Is that how I would ever talk to my child? Is that how I would ever talk to my friend? We are so mean to ourselves, or we can be, but no more. All right. I will see you all on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Please remember to go grab your seat for the planathon, for this challenge where we are going to create your fall plan and There will be a time when we think about what the doable changes are that we might want to conquer this fall. So get ready for that. Go sign up. And I cannot wait to see you there. And again, that URL is in the show notes. But in case you're just wanting to type it in, it's plansimple.com slash planathon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.